What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, uh, producers, artists, anyways, people in and around the world that are just, they're in their thing, they're on their vibe, they're definitely uh, drawing outside the lines, they're anti-status quo, uh, as a lot of our guests will tell you. Uh, and that's the whole point, right? Is that we're doing things a little bit differently and you all are equally celebrated in that journey. Um, you know, especially in the time that we live in now, right? And the guests that I bring on each week are very intentional. They're the same as any of you guys are. They're doing things completely different and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that should be celebrated. And I always say, would you rather be the creator or the consumer, right? So, uh, you know, I don't glorify glamorize and success. It's not overnight. I will drill that in every single episode for as long as I am entitled and allowed to do so uh, because it's not overnight. And we're very fortunate that our guests each week talk about what are they experiencing in real time? Because that's, I think, where I, not, I think that's where I know um, that your greatest experience, your greatest uh, education you know, your greatest uh, wisdom is coming from. And I wanted the rest of the world to understand, like, look, you're, you're no different. We're all going through similar and different things, right? Um, and so we get to learn from people in real time, whether it's their first or their 50th venture. They're, they're constantly learning, right? They're just like all of us. So I really appreciate it. And we have another great episode today. For those of you that uh, have been around a while, thank you guys for constantly tuning in. For those of you that are new, I'm Matt Gottesman. You guys can find me um, at Matt Gottesman, G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N, um, on Instagram for multiple ventures and things like that and all the fun stuff I'm doing. If you want to join in the conversation on entrepreneurship, creativity, and culture, you can go find us at HDF Magazine and, of course, at Hustle Sold Separately on Insta as well. And you guys know I answer each and every single one of your DMs. I'm grateful for the amount of comments, uh, and I feel like they're increasing lately. So I appreciate each and every one of you. I, I'm doing my best to stay on top of all of them. Uh, and thank you for all the ratings and reviews that have been coming in as well, too. So this week, we're going to be talking a lot about um, partnership in business. Um, and uh, this, is a, this is not an easy feat for a lot of people. Uh, especially because, you know, you've got more than one person involved, more than one approach, more than one personality. Um, sometimes you can have multiple between two. <laughs> so, you know, the, the idea, though, is that um, you've got uh, a lot that of teamwork and um, putting your ego aside and um, understanding, you know, how to to effectively work together for a common goal um, while respecting the process, while respecting each other. Partnership is not easy. It is not easy. It's not easy in your personal relationships and it's not easy in your business relationships, but it's worth it if you're willing to put in the time and the work. And it's and when I say not easy, just meaning that it just takes work. It's fun. It can be fun if you can put the ego aside and actually like enjoy um, the becoming of who you are and the becoming of what the company is and in the relationship uh, with your business partner. So I've got two individuals who are going to be talking about this uh, in, in depth and 
I've had a fair share of different business partners, so I, it's going to be an interesting conversation. I've got Thomas Rimbach and Nadim Alassan. They're uh, both entrepreneurs and co-founders of Baked Bros Edibles uh, and uh, here in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and then I've got something else coming up here in the near future. But I, I wanted them to come on and talk about, um, you know, just partnership and growing a business. They've been at it for several years. Um, I'm going to I'm going to queue up a little bit of their background so you guys get an understanding. But their company, Baked Bros, is crushing it like literally there but and i want to attribute that uh, especially to the fact that they're just they're very community driven education driven um and they just they know their the the people that they're serving and I, that that in itself is going to be a recipe for success but obviously the two of them have to come together to be able to do that so we're going to talk to them nadim an accomplished entrepreneur uh definitely is uh, you know evident results in driving progressive growth uh, within the edible uh, cannabis sector of um, all of the Western states markets. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, and then since the early formative years, he's been comfortable in uh, food service industry as a kitchen apprentice in the family multi-restaurant business. That is not easy to do, I might I add. And uh, growing that into a managing of a three restaurant chain network. Um, then uh, also specialized practice in the seed to food supply chain management understands the full cycle of cannabis agricultural chemistry that optimizes growth, cultivation, and distribution. And he knows that in the states of Arizona, Washington, Oklahoma, Colorado, and recently California. So this is somebody who studied and actually took time to, you know, um, go the distance within his craft and his industry. And, and uh, I had a chance. He's been on before, by the way. Um, I don't have his uh, episode reference number, but he's been on before. Uh, so I highly uh, recommend you uh, tuning into that. Um, but he's also advocated for legislative and compliance agreements in the area of growth, production, and management supervision. So let's hope uh, our policies take that into consideration. And then, of course, Thomas Rimbach, he's an advocate and consultant for testing advisory board panel, uh, creating safe edible testing regulations, right? I think that that's uh, <laughs> probably one of the most uh, serious things you could do for the industry. Um, and he has a lot of experience in chemistry, biology, and business, applied science, and general business and at large, right? And focuses on the company vision, culture, and operations. He is also a two-time Navy Achievement Medal recipient, and he was honorably discharged from the United States Navy uh, before going into Big Bros with Nadim. Together, the two have also re been the recipient of Notorious uh, People's Choice uh, Best Choice Product Award at the High Times Cannabis Cup. You guys have a bunch of other awards too, by the way. So yes. you know, <laughs> so like, do, any any other awards before we get into it? Do you want to like shout them out? Just I want to. Well, we're going to celebrate now. Cup. What the very first recreational cup too? We took that home. Really? Yeah, it's out of Colorado. That's pretty cool, man. There's like fifty thousand people there. How many and how many how many how many uh, no, uh, like uh, nominees? <laughs> it was kind of ironic. We didn't even really put in for this award. We we put in for a baklava, right? Yeah, we wanted a medicated baklava to win the medical cup, and uh, we did not place. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that the the best product uh, for the sour kush kids took us by surprise, really. It was called the People's Choice. I guess it was kind of like a stand where everyone in the event could go through and, and s what they've experienced or seen, they'd vote what the best product was. And so that's that was pretty. It's pretty cool. I actually have it on video where like we were expecting to get where we were hoping you yeah, know, to, yeah. to, to take the medical cup for uh, the baklava and we didn't get it. And then the very next one was uh the best product uh best product award and it was like baked bros and mm -hmm. we were just but, ecstatic but how how cool is that um because you know that just shows even more how much it was earned 
yeah. because like it was just right. like out of the the sheer of the people being like this is hands down the best product right it meant and way more versus yeah. versus like mm-hmm. you know a lot of times people like they reach out to press or they reach out to like no i want to be featured mm-hmm. i want this i want the honor Definitely. i want the award whereas people are like no this is the, this <laughs> is the company and you wake up and you're like what <laughs> yeah it eliminated that's the us. bias yeah exactly yeah. that's mm-hmm. exactly it it was cool so um so i'm grateful we both of you guys are on um we're gonna wrap for you know about an hour however long it takes we can go cool. as long as we want on this topic i think it's a very interesting um and well-needed discussion um thomas nadim's been on before so I, i'd love to you know jump in here with you like real quick like just um let's uh, the first question is usually always the same which is you know how do we get here to today um we know a little bit of nadim's story but i think it'd be cool for you to talk a little bit about your story however far back you want to go that led up to then meeting nadim and then working with nadim as well um with big bros because you guys have been you know, very successful. And I, and I know you're also very humble about it. Like you guys are just starting. I get it. But even though you're, you're very well far along and you own the market share in Arizona. Sure. So, yep. but like go as far back as you want, just so that way, you know, we get a little yeah, bit How easy has it been to work with me? <laughs> well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But, but, but like, you know, I, I want, I want the audience, I want our global audience to hear like a little bit about your story and, you know, okay. you came from a really great background. I mean, in terms of like the Navy and, and experience and whatnot. So, yeah. So I guess, uh, let's see. Uh, I was born in California. Right. Um, with my mom and my dad, uh, pretty conservative mindset, um, which was kind of ironic that my father recently, I, I noticed once uh, I got a little older, he was consuming cannabis all the time. Um, but he's from a really conservative point on everything else. He was raised by the military and stuff like that. So that was kind of how I was raised as a child. Um, my parents split, uh, divorced when I was nine years old. Um, and uh, California is a you know, mom state, so you automatically go to mom. My dad fought for like four years to get me, finally got us. Um, he actually had to stop consuming cannabis uh, for a good amount of time so that the courts would allow him to take custody. Um, he moved me out to Arizona. I did went out to high school out here at Sunrise Mountain High School in Peoria. Um, let's see. Where do we go from there? Let's and then, see. well, how did you? And then you got into the Navy. When, uh, yeah. So the, actually, well, the first thing I did, well, the first thing that was, I guess, more uh, impactful in my life is when I moved out here. My mom and I didn't really have a good relationship. She was uh, she kind of, I don't like to say the word addicted to pharmaceutical drugs, but she had some mental illness and she was on pharmaceutical drugs right. a lot. And so there was a lot of promises where I get to see her and I not happen to see her and stuff like that. So a lot of people can connect to that. Um, and so. When I was in high school, when I graduated, my mom actually passed away from a pharmaceutical overdose. Mm. Um, at that point, I basically made it my, my mission to, to prevent or to help people um, without having to use pharmaceutical drugs if it was possible. But at that time, cannabis wasn't anything that was something that was like that was that was going to be the, uh, you know, the, the launch pad for that. That was not where it was. I, I thought that I had to be a doctor. Right. So um, I did a lot of schooling in throughout high school and stuff related directly to uh, healthcare. Realized I couldn't afford uh, college on my own. So that's where the military came out. Um, I've always been really patriotic, uh, really supportive of my country because of uh, my grandfather and my parents or my father as well. Um, but uh, when I got in there, I realized that I, I had something more to do. Mm. Um, I would, I don't know. I would say, I, I, a lot of people were, were all, all, all lifers. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I was really, I guess, um, I'd say I paid attention to the people more. 
um, as opposed to what the mission was. There was a couple of times in the military that I realized that uh, the people that are making the shots, the people that aren't putting the boots on, the people that are out there risking their lives are the ones calling the shots. And so I didn't connect with that very much. I, I didn't right. respect that. So that was my first call to get out as soon as I could. I was honorably discharged after a couple of different missions that we did. It was really fun. Um, I came back from the military. And no, actually, I, I met you before, though. Yeah, I think uh, I, I had met you in l- late 2009, maybe early 2010. I, I, I know it was uh, soon after y- your mom because I, I remember... Yeah cracking your mom jokes and he was like dude you crack another your mom joke and i'm gonna lay you out i was like oh shit i was like i didn't even know right Uh, i've Uh, grown to learn that that's not that important i mean we were 19 you know but i i had met you soon uh you know around that time and um i was already you know toying around and playing with cannabis Mm um a little you know little tiny closet you know grow going or whatnot and um it was it, you went you went to the military right after that, man. I yeah, mean, but I was using cannabis a lot, and that's kind of how we met. And yeah. that was it. Was one of the things was like, back then it was you, you used it, and I, I don't know. I felt shameful, right? Like should right. I? Be it was using a different. This? It was a right? totally different era. Yeah. Don't for judge sure. me, like yeah. exactly. But when I he I, Nadim actually introduced like the culture of right. cannabis to me, right. right? I used it to to push things down, to suppress emotions, right? And uh, when I met Nadim, it was like a culture cultural aspect of it which was which was a good uh a good good uh i guess different angle of it um but then you went to washington yeah and that's when i went to the actually i was in the military a little bit beforehand um, I told them. but it was an opportunity because the way the arizona market was going um i was working with collectives and mm-hmm. these collectives were being you know they were g- getting issued letters from mm-hmm. the state saying hey you're not allowed to operate uh, because the state license dispensaries were opening up, and so one of the collectives that I worked closely with had received the letter. They had they were a part of a group called the Olympic Medical Group in uh, Olympia, mm-hmm. uh, Washington. So they had a license out there, and uh, they were like, "Hey, man, there's an opportunity to come grow if you want to." And I was like, "Let's do it." You know, I've got yeah. nothing tying me down, and uh, that was uh, yeah, it was it was it was really fun. Which you know, being a, in an Arizona market that hadn't gotten to its right. point yet. It, you're not just waiting around for something to happen. You're preparing for when it does. <laughs> right. And, and, Basically. and so it got kind of gray here. Um, I went to Washington, spent, you know, just over a year there. Uh, then I believe it was 503, I think is what was the, what their recreational proposition was called. And then everything over there got wacky with the cannabis laws because they had yeah. just passed recreational. And so I was like, well, this is why I left Arizona, you know, because everything got wonky. Right. And so I ended up coming back to Arizona. Um, and you'd already been back from the Navy for a year at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was still like uh, super, super scared of the uh, legalities. Yeah. I, I was still even to this point was I was going to be a doctor. Like, thanks, Nadim, for introducing cultural to me. <laughs> I love cannabis. Right. A lot different but I'm still going to be a doctor, right? <laughs> and I've been going through college and doing everything that I was supposed to do, getting good grades. And he actually really uh, made the commitment and, and forced, I guess I guess the word forced me to say, dude, we're going to go to the Cannabis Cup. 
And yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, whatever, man. That's not even possible. Like, that's silly. And he's like, no, dude. I was like, I was like, I just want to help people, man. I don't need to go do the High Times Cup because if I see someone sees me at the High Times Cup, my thoughts and that and that mindset know, right? was, oh, I'm never going to be a doctor. They're going to use that and judge me and stuff like that. So he was like, dude, you can help more people this way. This yeah. this is how you can use. Uh, this is how you really can fulfill your mission is to do that. And so when we went to the cup and we won, that was when my mindset was turned completely around. Not completely. I still was way over analytical when it comes to like legalities. Always, all, I wouldn't want to say like he was more free with uh, with, with cannabis, like as if it was a hundred percent legal, right? And right. so like we always butted heads on that end, where it was like, dude, stop smoking the car, don't do this, you know, don't do that, right? It's definitely was, but, desensitized. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So uh, yeah. When, well, when did you? When did you guys? So when you got back from the Navy and you were back in Arizona. Mm-hmm. When did you guys like? Did you form? Was it a like a you formed as a business and and then went to the cannabis cup, or were you just guys just kind of working together on stuff to see? Nadine before he went to Washington had already started several accounts in the gray area, Got you. I guess, Got you. or in the collective, mm-hmm. which was still legal, technically right. still legal, mm-hmm. like right. right. So, um, just a gray area. And so when he moved to Washington, I had picked up those accounts and I took care of the accounts. Gotcha. So that's kind of where that was when he came back. Um, I had grown the accounts and we then the only reason we'll tell the story of how we came up with the name, I guess, because we never, even then it was not a foreign business Mm -hmm. yet. We still had nothing. It was, it was a handshake, man. Right. It was a handshake. You know, it was not a formal uh, business agreement or operating agreement. Now it is everybody listening. (laughs) Everybody listening. Now it is. Yes. Many, many, (laughs) many operating agreements later, which has been fun in its own. Oh my God. Oh my God. I I, I look forward to talking about it. Um, You know, it was really based off a handshake, kind of how Thomas just said he was maintaining and even added some accounts, you know, while I was gone. And, uh, you know, we'd stay in good communication while I was in Washington and I might send him some stuff here and there and he might send me some products and I would get tested because uh, there was no testing in Arizona at the time. So Washington was a little bit ahead of the game. Um, But coming back to um, coming back to Arizona and us collaborating, I mean, uh, some of the listeners may be aware of what were called the medical marijuana farmers markets. They were pretty big uh, back then before the dispensaries. And so really developed a network there, a network that I still communicate with today and see uh, on a speak to or see either on social or through email because they're now managers at dispensaries. Yeah. You know, it's cool to see how everyone's grown with this. Um, but like Thomas had said, uh, I was trying to, you know, persuade him to do the cannabis mm-hmm. cup and more so convince and mm-hmm. and you know, he agreed and mind you, you left the part out that says if we won the cannabis cup <laughs> you would go all school. in. He said I will yeah. stop going to school, I'll go all in. I was like, All right, game on. And so um because I thought that there was complete the chances of that was not <laughs> possible, man. Right. It was the High Times Cup. I know. Like, there's no that's, way. That's, that's fair. I, I thought I walked in with a good wager, man. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, and, and I want to. I didn't want to interrupt you, Go but I, I do want to ask because I know anybody listening. That's so. That's two drastically different routes. That's <laughs> quitting school, right, mm-hmm. to become a doctor. Like the yep. pinnacle, right. ooh, a doctor in society, ooh, right? Money and helping to, people. Right. To <laughs> going into an industry still like cannabis, yeah. a whole other extreme, which God bless because it's beautiful. And, right. and but, but back then, you, you know, it could go either way still, but it was growing, you know, mm-hmm. pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, But, the, but I, the reason I, I wanted to talk about that real quick, just because there's a lot of listeners where I feel like those that are kind of stuck with the stigma of this is how the path works. I must only do this. Mm-hmm. And was it 
hard for you to let go of the layers that said, I know you go to school. Right. I, I did, I did my civic duty by I, serving my country. I, I'm now in school and the GI yes. Bill is paying for that. And I, you did a lot of things, right. quote unquote, right by. And then threw it out the window. Previous generations. <laughs> yeah. Previous totally. generations kind of morphing yeah. and shaping in societal path. Yeah, man. My, my personality type is logistician. Okay, mm. so that means I, I mean, it means a lot of different things, but specifically for this, I like rules, right? So I, that, that specific, what you're saying, that, that step-by-step process, right. um, it was very, very difficult to understand that. It took years to understand his point of view on that and his vision of the, of the industry before mine. And so I guess the answer, was it hard? Yes. But what made it was that once you saw the platform and saw the ability yeah. that it was, it was a no brainer. It was right. almost like, Oh, now I see the vision. This is, this can be something more. I had to see the support from other people too. Right. So like whenever I had purchased cannabis or whatever, ever consumed cannabis, it was meeting up with, with Ray at circle K on the corner. Right. And that's always the most stressful portion of it. And once I saw the, the, the overwhelming support for cannabis and the, the, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, the amount of people, right. the amount of people. And then when you see Colorado recreationally um, legal, it's like, dude, and the federal government not right. immediately just stomping down on it. There's a chance here. There's right. something that's going growing. And so right. that's what helped that, 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 that right angle just completely flip due diligence. If Absolutely. you think about it, you, you were, you know, the, the logical rule side of you said, all right, let me just look into this. Right. And as you started looking into it, there were a lot of really good signs of like, okay, there's something massive here and what a beautiful time to get in at this, at this mm-hmm. standpoint versus the route that's always right. been there and could technically always be there if I ever wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. But look how much more impact I could have over here. Right. It was, I, yeah. Exactly. It was more of that. Like I could see, you know, as a doctor, I put myself in that situation is like politics. You can see how many people with number. That's a whole nother conversation. Right? But like how many people can I help in a month as a doctor? Right. And then th- how many people have we helped in a month? Just doing what we're doing right now. What would now. the numbers look like? I'll just give me an idea. different. I like mean, thousands? Uh, for thousands. As a doctor? Yeah. Uh, as uh, a, for a doctor versus, uh, like versus oh, the route you went. The route you went is like thousands a month if you wanted to. May, yeah. T- well, this is, we got 280,000 patients here, 20%. Uh, it consume edibles. We're, we're, That's just this. We're putting out tens of thousands of units yeah. per month. Wow. So that alone kind of gives an idea. Right. Well, and then, okay, so let's let's... You know, I don't like to focus on success, but let's just talk about the amount that you're dealing with now, mm-hmm. and then we'll start diving a little bit further into details of like how you guys uh, work together uh, on on getting to that point. You know, because what, what, what how how much how much of the market do you are you guys currently covering? Depends on if you break it down to gummies or edibles. Yeah, um, but we are a majority holder of gummies right now, and right now of candy, seventy-ish percent of all edibles is candy and 70% of that is gummies. So if you sell a gummy product, you are most likely one of the higher, you you hold more shares or you're you're a larger shareholder in this. Um, I don't want to share the the percentage with you. No, that's fine. That's fine. Because, uh, yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Can I, am I but we're to, owning both categories. I was going to say, am, am I allowed to at least say that you're the, you know, the, yeah, you're the top dog in that? Yes, yeah, okay, we are. Cool. Yep. And we cool. have been to all 2018 yeah. and 2019. Yes. Cool. Syrups and gummies. You know, we, we are prior to when we act back to your original question, when we created Bake Bros, I mean, we were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We were doing cereal bars, brownies, mm-hmm. cookies, 
uh, popsicles, all kinds of stuff, man. Um, Hence the word baked. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a play on words, obviously. Definitely. But, like, yeah, but baked bros is like. Is you know, a lot of people hear baked bros and you think one or two things. Baked goods or two baked guys. Right. <laughs> right? right. You know, and, and the name is stuck now. You know, right. so we were driving down the highway and I'd already gotten in contact with Rick Cusick. The, um, he worked for High Times uh, Cannabis Cup and, you know, he, he called me up. He's like, hey, I need a name for your booth. And I'm like, oh, man. No, <laughs> yeah. Man. You know, we so, entered the cup without having a name. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Thank you, by the way, for sharing that because people think that they have to be ready to like launch, right? right? No, we like, were, no, uh, uh, big bros, that'll work. I remember, I remember <laughs> I'm, I'm pacing the uh, the parking lot at Chiba Hut off 51st in Glendale, and I'm walking back and forth. I'm on the phone with this guy, and I'm like, dude, I, how, how many edibles do I bring? What do I bring? What, 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 what do I bring? He's like, well, first of all, I need your, your guys' name, and I was like, uh, or I didn't have that yet, but uh, we were driving down the, the highway and we had to come up with the name. And we looked at each other and one of us said Baked Bros. I don't even remember. I don't that. remember. And we handshaked and went from there. <laughs> then, I'm, awesome. then I'm on the phone with the guy and he's like, Nadim, it's essentially going to be the biggest medical marijuana or actually non-medical marijuana farmer's market ever. And I was like, okay got it and then we we we, we got after it <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah. talk about you know not having um all the details but having all the right pieces at, at the yeah. right time yeah yeah Basically, well, it's right? probably not the first time you've heard this but like as an entrepreneur even you know podcasting with every entrepreneurs is like we jumped out the airplane and then we started building the parachute. I do it all the time. Yeah, man. I do it all the time. At this point, I'm skyboarding. Yeah. <laughs> so I need I'm more like, material. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'll just jump out the plane and be like, yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. I'm like, I got enough pieces to play with. Definitely. Totally, man. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know? I mean, we did we did so well at, at the cup. Uh, it, it was pouring rain. Uh, we had a line even through the rain. Wow. And, you know, people were in line to get our products, man. And it, it was, what, two, three days we were there. And on that last day... I mean, that's when, you know, we realized, I think both of us realized what we just did. We were like, oh, okay. We just did this. We just not, we just won. Like we just brought merit to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back to Arizona. We cannot continue doing the farmer's market like we're doing. Right. You know. Um, now the real business begins. Right. And I, had, I couldn't stand doing cereal bars and, and cakes. Right. And right. brownies and right. all these different like, skews and products. Because in me, in my mindset was like, dude, you can only do a couple of things world class. If you keep trying to do 30, 40 well things, they're all mediocre. And well so said. We, 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 we went down, looked at the numbers. I mean, the best product was a gummy. Um, we looked at at our, our current data gummies were selling higher they were a lot easier to make we were like, not easier more efficient to make um and so we broke it down to two products and that's where we've been since and mm -hmm. um we are going to expand that very soon but like like our whole history has been is like we don't we're not going to put something out there unless we vetted it all the way because there's no rush to the market um in our opinion on certain products because right. uh if you do it wrong and you rush to the market, no one's going to remember you. At least that's in our mindset. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've noticed that's been your entire mantra. You've followed through that very, um, uh, very detailed like. I mean, and, and I've noticed that that's also why you guys have a very, very strong following. And I mean, 
I mean, there are people excited inside of dispensaries. Like I've seen you guys with <laughs> the walls, like inside of like the true meds of the world and they're excited. I'm like, Oh, it's a nice wall. They're like, yes, isn't it great? Like they like, they, br- <laughs> they brag about it. Not knowing people that I know you guys like they have like, yeah. the, cause they do, they have like an ownership in this, in this uh, yeah. experience with cannabis. Yeah. And, well, and you could just tell that you guys care to the, the attention to details. You care about the customer, the consumer, mm-hmm. what's going on in their body, the science, the education, all those things. Like, you know, there's so many people as you like in any industry that get in because they're like they see the dollar signs. Yeah. Um, but you started way before that because the whole mission always was, no, I want to see how many more people I can help, you know, mm-hmm. phys- how can we make an physically. Impact? Yeah. How, make more. Dude, impact. We could have saved a lot of money. We still could save money right now. The regulations in Arizona don't require testing. They don't require microbials right. and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're We've playing for the, it, the you're playing for the 20 year narrative. Right. You're it's, not you're not playing for like all the people I, who are trying to clean up. We're creating products that, dude, I would not purchase a product without a regulatory system in, in right. place. Period. And so if we don't have that, we can only look at, I looked at things from the FDA of different supplements and, yep. and, 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 and um, margins for error and stuff. And the only thing we can do is create a product that I would purchase myself. Yep. And I'm a really, really, what would you, I mean, what do you hyper analytical shopper? <laughs> yeah, man. But you know what though? That, that, I want the best. that rule side of you kicking in is actually what builds yes. a, a long yes. thriving, sustainable brand. Cool. Because it's it's it, it and and we've talked about this as well, like right where like yeah, you see these guys just fly past you, and right. it's so nerve wracking because you're like, that's a shit product. You're right. harming people, like or or right. you're or you're you don't mean well, or you don't like any number of things. Mm-hmm. But we but I I've been around long enough to know that like sooner or later you just kind of keep trucking along, and you know not that you you wish everybody well, but you see them like something happens, something falls off, a, a regulation issue, any number of things. You're like. You know, you're like, well, I'm just going to keep moving. Right. Right. It, it, right. it definitely, that type mentality that we're talking about, Thomas's, like, w- without question brought us to where we are. Right. You know? That builds the Louis Vuittons of the world. It builds the, the Belvedere Vodkas of the world. I'm just using some of the, but yeah. it, it builds the targets. Like, it's the long term, like. We're in the long they, game. They, yeah. And, 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 sure. and yeah. I'm, I'm bringing this up. I mean, for the listeners, it's a really important uh, characteristic, if you will, um, because that wasn't me. No. no, no. That's good that you can own that. I was a hustler. What, what, I was a hustler. Yeah. Like, that's which is I, good. I mean, you, you I, have to hustle your brand in many you know? ways. You know, yeah. like in many ways, not just like hustling drugs. You know, right, I, I was right. just a hustler. I was a mover and a shaker. You, you just know? wanted things fast, or what? I was a I was a quantity guy. Uh, you know, well, you I mean, your your personality a is a campaigner. Yeah, I'm right? a campaigner. So, so as he said, he's a wow, lot of so a quantity guy and a quality guy coming together. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, which really, I mean, like he's saying, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, there's no way that I would be able to. Uh, open up yeah. the different thought processes. I got one for the quantity portion of it. For yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like if I have the product, I can sell it. You know, yeah. and he's we like, might still not have a product out if it was up to me, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not perfect. <laughs> um, but it it over the years, and I would say within the last three to four. You know, I mean, we 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 were we became friends at nineteen. Uh, Bake Bros came to fruition at. Yeah, I was 23, he was 24, and, you know, here we are, I'm 29, and he's 30 now. Uh, I would say the last three or four years are when the most personal development and personal growth has really began to take place. And, you know, we've each done um, our own things to uh, to put in place, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Um, but that, it, it, that really helped me grow as an individual was that type of uh, characteristic or, or that thought process, which... 
I do now apply today. I know I still move a little bit faster than, or I think a little bit faster than sometimes he would like, you know, uh, we, we joke around and say like, I, I mean, I throw tomatoes at the wall, you know, <laughs> and one of them sticks and then it's like, okay, that was a good one, you know, but sometimes it can get a little overwhelming when you're just chucking tomatoes and you're like, well, how are we going <laughs> to catch the goddamn tomato, right. you know, <laughs> or right. How do know? we make these work? Yeah. How do we, yeah, exactly. So a quantity guy and a quality guy <laughs> walk into a bar yeah. <laughs> basically. And they walk and, out baked. Right, and they walk out baked and create big bros. Um, no, I, I, I dig the, the fact that you're very self-aware and knowing like, you know, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. I know that now. I didn't right. know that then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about that. So how did that clash at the beginning? And then when did you realize? Because you realize you two absolutely need each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm like you, I'm a, I'm a quality person. Like I, I, I've had business partners in the past where they were fast and thank God, because they did show me how to like execute quality, execute quality faster to the market, but let go enough to be like, it's not going to be perfect. So right. that's actually how I, I was able to, cause I, <laughs> cause there's a balance. It was a balance. A balance. Cause I, yeah. I used to be like, um, I wouldn't let perfectionism stop me, but man, like, no, 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 it's not ready. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, and because of having uh, really good partners that were so fast and on only on quantity and not only, but like for the most part, it helped me figure out how to move faster and be mm-hmm. less, you know, tied to like, perfectionism well how can you make it better unless you get it on the market and that's where i learned to be a better business person and a marketer was because of exactly what you just said it's perfect based off your own biases yeah and and that was actually a weakness that i saw of like oh that's why my first uh, tech startup didn't work is because we spent years on the tech and now and it's crazy because now when i hear people talk all the time i'm like now we need to get funding now we need to do this i'm like stop get into the market right now. I want to see 20 customers by the end of the month or don't even ever talk to me ever again. Uh-huh. Like, because like right. you need input, yeah. you need input. Yeah. And, and the faster you can get to market with of the best foot forward you can at the moment, but with room for improvement, then you're golden. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how did, uh, <laughs> so how did you guys operate before you were aware of your strength and weaknesses? <laughs> and what was like the, the catalyst of, um, you know, Okay, like, how do we find fluidity in, in being the yin and yang? Because, Emotional intelligence. Yes, let's talk 100%. about that. Well, when it, how did you learn it? And how did you, how did the, the coming, like, how did you operate before? Like, were, were, was there clashing? Because you're like, it's just because it was two different approaches. Let's start about that. Where was there, was there clashing? For me, it was, it was, it was so much emotion. But at the end of all the emotion, all the things, it would be something silly. Like, I thought he was too much of a hustler or something, right? And that emotion, the fighting, the words that were said, and then after all the emotions gone, that I regretted every single word that I had said. And that's what made me know that he's not a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> like, like, like no, re- really, though. It's like, and, 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 and I didn't know how to put it into words then, but it's like, you know, some people, like like you're saying, you know, they, they cut with their words and then, you know, they move on. But it's like... Right there would be some type of remorse for it, you know, if he truly felt he was wrong or same for me, you know, because I know I said things too that were just totally unacceptable, but that's what made me realize like you're, he's not a piece of shit. Okay. Like it, there, there's some, well, it was probably more that I wasn't trying to hurt you. And that's where the emotional intelligence portion came from is like, 
like at the end, I'm like, dude, you're one person this way, another person here. So how do we do it before that was very, uh, uh, very unskilled at emotional yeah. intelligence, yeah. especially on my end. And, and I've, I'm more of an a anger, my, my emotions, anger, and, and yours is more of like, like, uh, I don't want to say withdrawal. withdrawal. It's withdrawal. withdrawal. Yeah. yeah. So withdrawal and I'll deal with it. Right. You know, whereas uh, he's more of like a up against the wall. Let's let's deal with it now. Yeah. You know, like, let's deal with which this. works for a little bit because it almost sounds like it's a yin and yang. Right. So I'm aggressive and he's a withdrawal for a little bit. It seems as if it works, but you can only take an aggressive mm -hmm. beating for so long. That's true. And then that withdrawal becomes aggression. And then mm -hmm. I see the other part of somebody that I see is usually a withdrawing and is calm. And it's like that's when you, we see that the, the importance of emotional intelligence yeah. in our, any relationship, period. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for us, it was more important because the number one thing was I, you know, we both had put some things on the on the line that uh, like me with 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 medical and, and the money that we had put into this, like there was too much on the line to just leave away, you know? Okay, I want to talk about that. <clears throat> so, interestingly enough, because aggressiveness to I want to deal with it mm. and passivity of, you know, um, I want to, I'm going to just withdraw and I want to, you know, mm -hmm. it, what's interesting about that uh, approach is there's a balance even in the, there's an intersection where those two um, have um, like homeostasis, right? right? Because wanting to deal with it, I wish everybody was like that. Because you, you have to deal with it. We don't always have to jump right away to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But we can't let something go too long mm -hmm. right. before um, it, it, it becomes a different representation inside of us and of now, what's really happening because we're withdrawn from yep. it. Right? And now mm -hmm. what, what, what I've learned, what we've learned and what we're seeing through you know, various sciences out there is that when you suppress these types of emotions, whether it be anger, hurt, guilt... Uh, whatever it may be, they fester and they uh, they turn into a, a different type of pain. Yes. You yes. know, whether it be mental pain, physical pain, um, some 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 form of trauma, if you will. Like they just they fester and they and they turn into these 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 other forms, man. And and that in the end, you know, now is is just knowing is it's not healthy, man. Like right. it is not healthy and as uncomfortable as it is to address the things that are festering inside you know like hey man the other day you said something and it really made me feel this way and or what did you mean by that um he's a little bit more uh keen with it you know like addressing it right there in the in, in the moment um th than i am but it, it's still constant practice it's right. like but festering it and suppressing it is not healthy that's that's all i'm trying well, to say and, here man and no and and there's definitely there's balance uh, again back to eq um because i'm all for one to deal with it but sometimes we need to have a little bit of more information and understanding or even an own check-in internally but like i want to deal with it but i have to understand a little bit about what's going on so give me a minute Mm -hmm. But then, of course, there's the responsibility of actually dealing with it. Mm -hmm. it, it. It's sort of like telling your partner, hey, if I don't deal with it on the fly right now, that I'm going to be responsible when I leave this room to actually dissect what the hell is going on internally. Right. Because that's respect back. That's to the, the key, too, because some people don't understand that. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, key. that's where a lot of people get lost. Like, you know, because it's 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 saying like. If he's to respect you and say, all right, I'll give you space. Right. And the person that's getting the space has to have the respect to be like, 
come back. Yeah, I had, but I, but mm-hmm. I now have a job to do. Right. Versus like you know, which I think a lot instead of, of get just lost let it pass. Right, right. Then, well, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll feel better after I go numb it with something else. Right. You know, yeah. I'll go to the gym. I'll eat something or whatever, right. and it's like, oh yeah, I feel better now. Like, do you? <laughs> right. Do you feel better? Did you deal with it? But the or did you go still numb not clear. it? Did you go yeah. numb it somewhere? You know. Yeah. So EQ, Definitely. number one thing that's really I think going to sustain. A, a partnership, any partnership. Yeah, that's what opened up to the many other issues that we have. Right? Yeah. So like that was the first thing was like, get your damn emotions under control, dude, because you know you don't mean it after you're done. Right. So it's, it's until you can get that, like like you said, take a couple of seconds or not even a couple of seconds. You could take an hour to get under right. something. But at that point, now you're able to think of how, because in, emo- in that instant emotion when someone says something, you are going, your brain's going back to all the times it can reflect to when you oh, had yeah. that all same your thing. Yeah, all that your trigger. triggers. And so if you can't take the time to look, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you just, if you don't take the time, you're not going to be able to see the Remove truth of what they're saying. Remove yourself from the emotion. Yeah, you, you know? have well, to. Okay, so I like. But I can still be upset. Respond. after no, I'm absolutely. With emotion, and, that's, and that's where more shit comes for the, to, to help build a partnership. Well, <laughs> that's what I was going to, I was going to say. So, because people, anybody that's listening goes, what do you mean get my emotions in check? with That's like, what are you saying? Not to have them? Like, no, 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 no. no, no. Understand why you're feeling what right. you're feeling. How, feeling. how was that for, I want to hear from each of you. How was that for you, like, in taking a step back and, and starting to understand your your own emotions more or who wants to go first on that uh for me it was it was understanding him first but i, I know maybe it sounds backward maybe it doesn't but understanding him before i understood myself really helped me understand myself better and contrast. how i trigger contrast you know yeah. by knowing how by knowing how uh thomas like works and operates and what what's important to him what's it was not what important. you just said it was what you just said about if he's going to give me the space right. i need to come back with right. the with a solution or an answer or right. address it versus i'm just going to keep grinding in my office right, and right. we'll not even talk about this again right you know like, <laughs> we're just like that doesn't work which is like a majority of relationships period right definitely you know because then he's on edge but you know i i got what i wanted out of right. it so i'm good you right. know and like that helped me understand that i can't operate that way number one it's not healthy right. because the 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 issue is still at bay right. you know and and there's no solution you right. know so that helped me understand myself when it comes to that um but but checking my own self in the moment, I, I think it's a, just a matter of uh, the, the the simple cliche expression of responding versus reacting. Right. Right. You know, count to 10, all right. the silly little things out right. there. I mean, they work. They mm-hmm. work. They you do know, work. 10 deep breaths. You know, there's <laughs> 10, <a>, 9, <laughs> like yeah, clench right. your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and even though the emotion's still there or yeah. like that, like you're saying, the, the anger is still there. I mean, it's. It may not be uh, getting expressed verbally because now we're to the point to where we know we need to withdraw ourselves so it doesn't escalate. But we're um, well, you're think, saving you're saving a lot of damage that could be done in that first yes, ten seconds. Yes, because yeah. people are listening. If you think that you can just count to ten and take t- mm-hmm. ten deep breaths and you feel all happy and giggity, you're not. Mm-hmm. But that ten seconds of what you would have said, what the thoughts processes that you would have exponentially let grow in your mind that form this bullshit opinion on the other person is what that ten seconds takes yeah. away. That's and where your you words cut away. like daggers. You right. know, it's mm-hmm. like that's when you say something to your girlfriend or your yep. business partner that you're like. Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Right, right, right. Damn it. Because then they come idiot. back at, a, yeah. at 110. And you come of, back oh, yeah. 112. <laughs> exactly. and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I had to learn that very, uh, uh, well, later on, but earlier on, I really, because um, I, I didn't even notice this until uh, a former business partner from a long time ago, who was just also a friend who he pointed out, is that I had the ability to um, to swing back in a way that 
to the outside world would never know that it was something personal. But it's like that. somehow I would know like that one trigger inside of you. Because I remember, there, like, I remember uh, my, my buddy had this buddy and like he said something so random to me. And like, I swung back and it would be like to the rest of the world would be like, that wasn't even like good. That person would be good sitting one, stewing like, like, man, Matt, you know. And, and, and I, remember, I remember hearing from him. Uh, he told me he's like, you, he's, he's like, that's just Matt. And then he's like, Matt, he's like, do you have this knack of somehow knowing somebody so deep internally mm-hmm. that the rest of the world, like they, they'll make a mama joke and it'll be nothing, but you'll find something all the way in there that you don't even know how you do it. And you pull it out and you <laughs> use that. Yep. That's like the one thing that you were like, you know, you must've sucked in kindergarten or something random totally. that means nothing to the rest of the world. <laughs> and to that person, it's like that, the trigger that's been like longing for the longest time. And, and I, yeah. and I, and I realized that there's responsibility and it's like, um, the responding versus you know reacting, reacting is everything um, because <laughs> um, we're only reacting because of the way they're making us feel right in that moment and that a doesn't belong to me and b that means that if I am wanting to react then there's something else that I have to deal with mm-hmm. that isn't even related and it just happens to be coming out because of the moment that is calling for that trigger right. to be coming up in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's that Carl Jung shadow work, you know? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And and that's been fun to learn about. You know, that was introduced to me this this past year. Um, you know, triggers and mirrors yes. and, and things of that nature. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, I think, talked about a lot, so oh, we won't yeah. go deep down on it. But uh, that is something that helps me respond better or more efficiently is, is it something that he said or is it something that I really have an issue with? Right, like right, with right, myself, right. with right. myself. No, and usually there's a, there's a, there's a yes. lot in what you just said. Is right. it something he said that's triggering me or is it something I really did do and I, I need to acknowledge? And there's a, there's a, there's a lot of work well, in that. Well, well, I'll give examples. Um, you know, that's why we're here on the show right now is like uh, he, he deals a lot more with the operation side of things, right. you know, and he'll say something operational wise, whether it be a contract agreement or, you know, terms and conditions, shit like that. Right, right, right. That, of course. You know, I like to believe I understand, but I don't. And right. so then it gets said, you don't understand this. And it's like, fuck you. And it's like, yeah. well, God damn it, I don't understand well, it. Well, because you're, the, se- you're now, the sexy side of the company, too. Man, I, exactly. I'm right. the, the hell is that sales marketing. Mean, right. I'm, I'm way more handsome than you. Right. I wouldn't say that. No, 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 no. no. Um, but, but like, you know. I am on the fun side you, of it. You get I to am. be the creative, the, the being in the networks. But your world doesn't exist without his world. Right. And, I, I, right. So I had to, and by right. the way, I had to learn both worlds. So right. I, I get it. It wasn't until I started really respecting your, your world makes like the cool shit Makes happen, a creative. But the creative, creative. is what it's, like, it's an interesting how the cycle actually feeds itself mm-hmm. each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh, but yeah. So. It, but yeah. And, 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 and learning that, though, understanding that, OK, this is a this is a trigger. Why is it a trigger? It's because I actually haven't read it before. Or I actually haven't looked into right. it before. Uh, and and I've 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 had this conversation recently. Um, we get anxious or fear or any kind of negative emotion when we just don't understand it, mm-hmm. right? Which right. Is obviously been defense mechanism. I mean, we could talk about uh, the politically where that goes too. I, I mean, no, <laughs> I, I don't mean like today. I just mean like throughout the time of history, like mm-hmm. right. like when people fear stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, so when you take a, is it then just taking a step back to try to understand? Oh, what's he talking about? So right. I have some a working knowledge to base a response off of and not a reaction. Asking the right question. So if I really feel so if I have not if there's something I'm just hypothetically saying like a, a, a an agreement. OK, and let's just say he says you don't understand and that triggers me. 
if I know that I have not looked it up or researched it, then I know that I've already failed and I need to go research it. Okay. I'm not going to ask a question if I haven't researched it, but if I research it and then I still don't understand, that's when I'll go ask the question. And that's something I've learned over the last year or two years, you know, like that's, a, that's still new, you know? Yeah. So it's like, there's always, there's always these new things that are helping me grow personally, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate, but that's usually how that, uh, that sequence goes for me now is yeah. if something triggers me, well, maybe I should actually go look it up or read it or, or try and learn about it before I keep talking about it. Or then I'll ask the questions or I'll ask the right people. You know, there's other people on our team that can help with these things too. And I just need to go ask, Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a, sometimes you got to let down the ego and you don't know, dude, always, <laughs> you don't always. Know. And what about, what about you, uh, on the sexy operations side, <laughs> well, by the way, uh, uh, side note, actually a well-run machine, a well-processed, <laughs> like I, maybe it's just because my last two years have gotten so into processes and systems. It's the sexiest thing alive to like, <laughs> see this thing, like working like this, like, yeah, I got like all the ducks in a row <laughs> to make the fun world work. You right. know what I mean? Right. But how is it, how's it been for you? Um, in you know learning your eq and his and and i think the most important so it's interesting that he says learning the other that the counterpart or 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 me myself my how i work but it was more of me learning that he wasn't an enemy and so i think that i would encourage people to look into themselves and to see why they're having an issue with another person whether it be their partner or somebody because um for some reason my traumas or whatever they were and, and everybody has their own uh, I was in com- competition all the time, all mm. the time, whether it was oh, an agreement. Sure. I was like, I'm going to ask him the question of the agreement. So he feels like an idiot. <laughs> like, that's just the way it was. And you got to look and think about like, why are you so, why are you not getting along with this person? And so we've had several come to Jesus's. Um, <laughs> and, and the most recent one was basically like, dude, just know that nothing that's coming out of this, this person's mouth is ever against you and is only for the the, the success of both of you and anybody else that you're bringing with you. Yeah. That right there stops a lot of my emotional responses immediately. Knowing that it's like, okay, I'm picking something up wrong the way he said it, or he doesn't understand it. And it's okay if he doesn't understand it, he's not trying to put me down. And that's the, I'm, I'm I was a very, uh, I, I was, I still am, um, competitive, right? I always want to be the best. And so when it's two people, in my mindset in the past, it's, there's just only one person. Yeah, but you know, you, <laughs> it can be the top. But and, and, and <laughs> I get and I get that and I get right. that. And you know, and you know how you. Um, I I heard this from a. I think we talked about this maybe during a talk, but I heard this from a, a spiritual uh, mentor years ago, and he was like, Ah, you know, I love you. I love your hustle. I love your hustle. I'm like, Oh, okay, this is gonna be good. He yeah, goes, where's the fun? He's like, he's like, You're 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 good. You're good. He's like, You know what would make you great? A partner. Mm-hmm. And. Because of the challenges that yeah. they elevate your game, if you choose wisely, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. elevate your game and um, influence you positively to keep being better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there's also a support factor that can propel you. Past. That's why they say like Rome wasn't built in a day; it wasn't built alone. Like great things were not built alone. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have been started alone and they might have been like, you know, gotten really far. And his whole point was, you're good. You're mm-hmm. exceptional, but you could be great. No great ideas come from one person. Right. And, 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 and so that even if true, they say it did. 
So true, <laughs> I, right? Right. I mean, and you, and, and, I know, and you get you get the you get the people like Apple. the lone. The, yeah. the, what would you say? <laughs> it's an apple. Oh, right, right. I know you get the, the whole. I'm a lone wolf. I can do anything. I don't need anybody. And you're like, right. yeah. Well, even wolves, that the way that they traveled, front, middle, and back, like yep. they had a whole pack system. So, yeah. but yeah. so yeah. So the fact is that in order to be playing to the top level, mm-hmm. and I use this analogy all the time, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, like right. when when Shaq was with Orlando, yeah, he was good. But he wanted to win Game Seven. He wanted to get into the finals, uh, and to win a Game Seven, he needed a Kobe. Yeah. And it wasn't until he played with a Kobe did he go down as one of the right. you know the, the players to remember in the last you know so many years sure. in the top fifteen of all time, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So being the best is is great. Having a partner accelerate the best. Yeah, you know, even better, even and knowing better. that the other person is not trying to screw you, because dude, there's no. a lot of people out here right now, still to this day, that you're like, you have to analyze and look, and you're like, yeah, I've been screwed before. Is this a projection? Is this right. what that right? And so you have to right. walk, walk or you have to walk through all that stuff, and just knowing immediately that 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 every my best. Uh, my be- what I'm say my best interests is, are always with him always. and yes. vice versa. Yes. It, it eliminates a lot of that bullshit that I would have from someone else that I spoke to that has that so he could say the same exact thing and I could I would take offense and I would emotionally respond like a caveman to that person still to this day but knowing that he's on the level that we're only for each other and for the growth of the company right. that eliminates so much yeah. emotion. Well, yeah. you know, interesting enough, but because, like you said, because he's also on the same level of, of being able to have these kind of conversations. There's some that, right. there's some conversations you don't need to have depending on people's levels. Now, we still have to treat everybody with respect. Right. But there's definitely, I'll be around certain uh, instances where I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't think I'm going to have to, I'm just going to go down to that conversations level and just kind of yeah. keep it polite and then, you know, get out of there. The other thing I want to ask you about is uh, for an EQ, um, trust. Mm. Oh man, I'm glad you said that. So, because partnership, um, besides respect, which is huge, is trust. Because, like you were saying, um, you know, I'll question a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because we also, as we show up as better and better partners, personal or business, um, and we do the work, there is a re- um, a relief from the other person's side of I know I can rely on them, right. That's kind of honestly. That's right? really what I just. I, I, I kind of just you said, have. and you the, have. but I didn't use the word trust, and that's yeah. ultimately what it is, right? And, and yeah. that's where right. there's a mega. Balance. That's what made me think of it's that. A by good the way. call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's where there's yeah. a, a real balance too. Is um, you know, so understanding traumas, understanding yes. that we are a condition of our upbringing. Yeah, like we right. just are. Yes, you know, yes. A, a system of beliefs. To, yeah, we're, we're just a bunch of kids, eight year old cavemen. Yeah, you know, and 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 so something that I learned over the years is that um i over trust people uh, right. I, I have too much i trust. used to do that too i used to yep i i <laughs> I, I, I used to i should right. say i used to uh now i've got more uh boundaries discerning you know? boundaries yeah. right and so and, and i had to realize why yeah. why you yeah. know and um i come my, my father's muslim i come mm. from a, a you know different system of beliefs you know my father's muslim my mother's christian and uh my, my dad just didn't trust anybody mm. ever Ever so and you like, over trust as kind of compensation because exactly. why not trust anybody exactly gotcha. as opposed to me taking on that trait and not trusting anybody I right. more so resented that because I'm like 
dad, there's nothing wrong with this person. Like you just don't trust them because I, whatever you came from overseas and you know, I'm sure you've been right. screwed over more than I have. Cause you have more experience, you right. know, right. but it he caused his that's right. his narrative, not yours. Right. right. And so yeah. it caused me to over trust and have more faith in people and, you know, be give people more opportunities where as you know, he, he'll kind of, he'll kind of sniff it out and be like, ah, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I trust this person or, or so on and so forth. And it's balanced it out. You know, it really has balanced it out and it's made me get to a point kind of like you just said, why, why, why a, why a business partner will level you up. Like that was one aspect that leveled me up. Right. Um, I, I now I'm not so receptive. All people, I, I know it sounds a little bad, but no, I, I just, I, I'm more, um, I, I put up more boundaries. You're more right? discerning. Yes. More discerning boundaries. Cause I mean, uh, we don't put up walls. Those have been broken down. Right. But uh, and I make I, safer I, decisions. Yeah, no, there you go. I I had to learn the same discerning boundaries, right. um, asking the right questions, right. and and communicating where it's like even if we're not aligned, I'm not going to think anything less of you. You can think whatever you want of me. I'm okay. Right. I'm okay. Right. Um. But yeah, the overgiver I, or the overgiver, the overtruster. I yeah. you know I I just you know I naturally thought like we're all collaborating, we're all this we're, like, until I realized like oh wow everybody's an emotional human being. Mm-hmm with emotional tendencies and at any given moment it's fight or flight for any single person Mm -hmm. so relying solely on everybody else all the time i realize i'm like wow i've got this backwards i need to rely solely on myself and my instincts so i can show up really well yes for the other people and then mirrors will start happening. That's why you you know, you start seeing even better and better really as your guys' relationship got better, you probably saw better relationships in business, other other like oh, yeah. and other things that you guys can throw back and forth, like, hey, do you like this uh, avenue? Do you like this avenue? Well, let's look at this, you know. Um so yeah. It's interesting that you I I wonder if in the past that you it, me not trusting people, because I'm I would be, I would say I'm more like his dad on that. I don't trust right. anybody. Um you that's probably triggered you in the past when I wouldn't trigger. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. It's <laughs> right? interesting. Oh, for well, sure. But but it, yeah. I've also adopted. I've also. I mean, I've got enough life experience now to find right. the balance to where to apply that. Right, but it's right? been a trigger in the past uh, where oh, you're yeah. like, right. oh, this yeah. fucking guy. It makes me. Well, it makes like, me want to trust that person more. Right. right. I'm like, hey, right. you know, no, right. no, uh-huh. no. Right. You know? Well, that's that's true. I I had to. I get it because you not trusting a lot of people that also that's a, that is a whole other level yeah. of like of learning because we want to inevitably trust people. Sure. I just had to learn that the way we trust people is by observing their actions and behaviors and also showing yes. up by doing my own ap- actions and behaviors. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to dictate. You know, can we trust this individual or not? And if we can't, Removing the judgment right. from from judging them, okay, they just can't show up to the level I need. Mm-hmm. Good luck with you, right? And nice. you know, and I wish you well. And your your and whatever your journey is is going to be. So I also remove like so learning where and how to trust, and then removing the judgment part from of, your mind. Why, as yeah, well. like yeah. why should they have to be up to my level of right. of operating and and following through and trust? You know what I mean? All that yep. stuff mm-hmm. was hard. Right, because that's a conversation that plays in your head over right. and over, and then like just, they should be this way, right? And then further ingrains those neural pathways, and it's just the way you'll respond in the future, right? You know, it's like had you know. So, have you had to detach at all? Um, you know, from yeah, man, from the from from your own narratives. How did you you know figure out where to detach and where to to level up? Like where to 
Um, like what were some of those processes or have we already kind of like beat that over? <laughs> well, mine, mine's, mine's emotion. Mine's emotion. Cause when I speak out of logic, people don't take offense to it. I'm, I'm, I'm a different, I'm a, I'm a human being that people want to be around. So yeah. once I figured out my emotion or figuring out constantly yeah. emotional response, like today, today I got in the car with him driving up here and I was like, Hey man, I'm having a hard time, you know, keeping open energy. I'm, I'm having a hard time with it. Just talking about it and being aware of right. that for me, my emotion knows yeah. that that's my biggest critique like that's that's where i will fail if i do not figure out my emotion i as thomas will will fail Hmm. right so Uh, but you're already aware of it and so you're already like so you know how to dive into it right the moment it happens you're like i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick i'll be right back well well, i mean (laughs) yeah yeah i mean eventually (laughs) yeah eventually but you're already practicing it and the growth has been exponential every day right well have you noticed that um what would have maybe taken months of holding on to <laughs> or we weeks talking about this. or weeks um has now gotten down to like days and hours absolutely sushi, right i think we just brought this up or something you know you're like i would have been something that happened with your girlfriend you're like man uh, you know i'd be mad for three days you know we're right. just like this is already gone like it's over right yeah. which is like something is a metric for like someone like me and my analytical brains like i, I was I'm, I'm addicted to this immediate gratification right so like it better it better work right now or it doesn't work and so recently uh, i've been noticing <laughs> that it's taken me like three days to stop being mad at my girlfriend over something stupid and now I'm I'm aware of it within three hours of mm-hmm. what's going on. So that three days turns into still it might be a day. It right. still might be a day. Absolutely. Which maybe in five years it's an hour, but right now it's still a day. And that's something that I've been yeah. that I had always had ambiguity or ambiguity with was that like if if it doesn't happen now, then it's not it's not working. Oh, and no, that's no, no, not no. true. No. Pa- at patience, all. time, time is a beautiful ally, as right. I wrote about yesterday. And 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 Nadim and I spoke yesterday about um, is it about being right? right or righteous mm-hmm. and those are two very because i i mm. uh explain I, righteous because so we're all right right we're right, all right. right i used to love i used to love be, <laughs> with with my ex-wife i used to love being right um and not it, it almost got to a point where it's like you know you always have to be right i'm like because i am right. <laughs> you know like that that's how far some and and was i a lot of times yes but it wasn't until i was divorced that i realized it's not about being right um, it's about, uh, because being right is more of like a, you know, a statement of like, well, this is the only, like, this is the, it, it, it's the outcome that, how do I want to say this? It's funny. I flowed with you yesterday about this, but like, it's just not about, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong because you're already dealing with different like emotions. It's that, can the other person be understood? Right. Of course you're right. Mm-hmm. Of course you're right. And of course the other person probably knows it. Do you need to then rub it in their face? Right. No, because you're dealing with emotion. Mm-hmm. So the emotion is righteousness is more of like the, can you understand how they're feeling in any given moment, not rubbing it in their face and allowing them to process however they can process. They know you're right. Right. Of course, if, you, if, 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 if the logic is clearly there and something mm-hmm. physically happened, you're like, they know you're right. It's just a matter of can you understand their feelings? Do you understand their point of view? Do you understand their right. point of view? Do you yep. understand how That's they're feeling? They feel you understand, right. right? And and um, and then also not judging in the in the process. And I think that that and then not criticizing. 
Right. And um, can you admit when you're wrong? And can you admit yeah. when own you're it. wrong? Yeah, yeah. Own, own it. it. Which own is, it. I think, hard for a, a lot of people. Can can both of you, are you guys good? Have you become good at that as partners? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say we I both have. Yeah, I would really say we both have. And it's like all the things we're talking about, It's it, guys, all the listeners right now, it sounds like, oh, God, we got it down. Yeah. We're practicing <laughs> this shit every day. Thank you for saying day. that. Absolutely. Every fucking day, guys. And sometimes we backtrack, too. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. every single day. I mean... I would love to talk about some of the practices that we've put in place. I mean, please do. I, I think about. Um, I shared uh, 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 <laughs> when we were in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. We went to the Vidara, mm-hmm. and there, the there's table. the table. Okay, and there's a table there uh, right at the entrance before the the hotel rooms. And we were there for a music festival five years ago. EDC. And this is when we actually. It was after this argument that we determine our roles because we didn't have roles. Right. It was still a handshake and like. There's a competition still yeah, too, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, right. yeah. Who, who could who I could can execute sell. something better? Who I could can get, you yeah. know I can yeah. run things. Well, yeah. I did this. Well, I did that. Uh-huh. Right. Beating the chest. Oh exactly. <laughs> Literally <Still>. primal. <laughs> you know, and and there was this desk there before before the elevator where we were sitting at where we literally basically dissolved the company. We were like, well, I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm done. Like. If we can't figure this out, it's going to arbitration. We, I mean, we tried family to like to, uh, you know, mediate the conversation. You know, it didn't work. It ended up going to you know twenty page emails where we were dissecting each other's emails. I mean, I literally remember taking six hours to type this one email, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck," <laughs> you know. Uh, right. And then we'd have to dissect it like uh. that, and then you know we came to terms and like you know CEO, CMO, what's our position? What you do? I do this. He does this, and it was just like it was a nightmare. It really All was, right. but. Or and <laughs> and makes my stomach. Neither hurt. one of us were right or wrong. I, I feel it's that nothing was set in place. Right. You know, we hadn't so, figured out where well, who's doing what because right. we were stepping on each other's toes exactly. way too much, and one of us thought was smarter than the other person. Right. That's and uh, there was, was no discerning boundaries establishing those <laughs> roles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because uh, you guys were um, operating from a mentality of like you know look what I can do. Um, or look what I did. Or look what I did. And then versus, that was my mentality. Versus uh-huh. like like any good partnership that has long lasting sustainability is let's bring some order into like what are you really good at and how can I support you? What am I really good at and how can you support me? And how do we drive really hard in our lane in parallel to each other? for the greater good of the mission Mm -hmm. and like what are our roles like what do you need from me like you know just like any partnership has to have those levels of conversation or there's a breakdown which you guys were experiencing and where most people usually just like all right that's it i'm done versus being like the ones that make it oh it was it was as close to physical as it could get i mean that 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 was it and we've never taken it to that level since ever (laughs) <laughs> I don't well you know uh, have well, we? look have we look yeah there was one time well there's maybe the, maybe it was but it was, he doesn't like to use that one because it would have been a, a loss in his mma career so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do we want to talk about do we want to do, do the therapy just on this notice, now or? <laughs> just <laughs> notice i haven't challenged him since <laughs> he got me he got me i, I was i was i was uh Using my words as knives, and, and we got out the car and we squabbled. Oh wow! And, and he I just held on for dear life. <laughs> he wow. locked me up. I wish I wish you guys would would have like videographers on you twenty four seven for shit like this. Tell me we about it. To, you know, you know? Uh, we want to. We, we, we will. We will. You know. Well, and, and so the reason I brought that up is because you know, number one, to show that uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate. Yeah. Um, but it was soon thereafter. You know, within that year to year and a half to where. 
we started doing personal development stuff. And I, I mean, I attribute it to Thomas, you know, he, one of his mentors, um, you know, that, that he had already kind of dove into and stuff and recommended that over to me and then recommended podcasts. And then, so I started going down my own lane of podcasts and he's got his own self-development books and, uh, different practices and, I mean, I would, I'm trying to think of maybe one of the first, other than, you know, emotional intelligence, one of like the first practices we actually did to try and understand each other. Um, maybe I was, was going to say it'd probably be love languages, mm-hmm. you know, followed by apology languages. Um, I'm not going to get into what those are. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners know, but understand uh, everybody in our C-suite we did their apology languages and their um, love languages. And then we all shared them with each other so that, and we saved them, you know, that way we can understand how he wants to be responded to how he wants to be, you know, shown affection or conversation or how to apologize to this person. You know, like for Thomas, it's, uh, you know, uh, apologizing and explaining how it's not going to happen again. You know, it's just preventing. Yeah. It's not going to happen again, you know, and, and letting him know that, you know, that you're aware that this needs to not happen again and having a plan in place so that it doesn't happen again, you know? So uh, there's other apology languages that are like, you know, physical touch, you Mm -hmm. know, come over and give me a hug. And then I feel that person feels, yeah. Or if you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, That's a love language. language. But yeah, like if, if, if you're just going to apologize and and feel remorseful, some people are okay with that. Um, But I, I, I technically want a little different. So and and it's diverse and it's interesting that he says um, that he went down his path and on self development because the people that the mentors that he was looking into Tim Ferriss Aubrey Marcus different different though yeah, different than different, what I had found definitely. and so it kind of it kind of opened up my mind to say there's other people with his mindset that can be successful yes ah uh, yeah. I'm not the, the my mindset's not the only one the stuff that he was sharing. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, Tim Ferriss talks about this, too, you know, in right. his own way. Right, right, you know, right, right. Like, no, because like, the, the game has changed because like yeah. the, the the Jack Welch's. Right. Right. Uh, uh-huh. right you know, mm-hmm. um, right. That whole style of, you know, command of, and conquer, command and conquer and business. And, you know, and that whole, you know, yeah, especially as uh, I was watching like the, the the men who built America, like mm-hmm. series, all that stuff, like it was different. a one way of thinking. It was different. It was very, you know, but they were also playing in different times. Right. Exactly. Um, versus mm-hmm. more of the like when you start injecting the EQ into there, which I think you can get even, you know, much more important nowadays. Yeah. Much more. Important. Yeah. So. Um, so what. Uh, so what do you guys have any other practices that have been very, you know, start, stop, continues. Mm <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. There's something I picked up from Reed Hastings, uh, the Netflix CEO from mm-hmm. a book, Powerful, um, by I remember her name. Uh, Patty McCord. Patty McCord. Um, what Reed would do is he would uh, you know, take his executive team and, and have everybody start, stop, continue. Everybody would do one each for every single one of them. So start doing something, stop doing something, and continue doing what yes. you're doing. It's very uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> Super uncomfortable. But you know, it's almost like an initiation to all the, the you know, new people that come into our team. Zane, uh, most recently, he's our designer. And uh, we threw him into the pit with like Within eight one executives. Week. And he came out swinging, dude, just start this, stop this, continue this. And they were legitimate concerns mm-hmm. and things is like awesome, different aspect to, to, uh, of a person, uh, a personality to look at it. Um, that's been a big one. Um, really just, <laughs> dude, trust is the biggest thing for me, yeah. I, period. Right. Yeah. But it, I mean, every day, I mean, from the moment I, w- I wake up in the morning to the to time I go to sleep, I'm constantly watching things to better myself. I'm in the shower, dude. And I mean, I got my Mac, my pro because it was two meters or something longer for waterproof. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't stop. And that's one thing that he's helped me with is I don't stop. Like I will not stop, but 
he has helped me shut the fuck down. Like you can't live healthily, healthy, healthy doing that. And so that's that other aspect of a different exp- personality and a partnership that's extremely important. So, so <clears throat> good, good to great with, right. when you have a partner. I was made fun of for doing yoga at one point by my friends. Right. And now this is one of the friends that <laughs> right. does not go a week without doing hot right, yoga. Right, yeah. And is a I beast get, I need to get back into yeah. hot it, yoga. You do the hot yoga too, right? Yeah, every yeah. Monday. Hot, hot's, hot's a beast. Yeah. 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 And I Man. hate it. Yeah. No, hot, 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 hot's a beast. I, you know, the funny thing is I've... Um, with the exception of one time in San Diego, I've never done anything but hot yoga. So I need to like, I, I need to treat myself <laughs> to something it, doing non hot yoga. One of these Mondays. Yeah, no. um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting because your health is, mm-hmm. um, is everything for the longevity of the people who rely on you, including your customers who totally. rely on you, the, the sustainability of a brand, um, and you most importantly, because then they're like, you'll also enjoy your stuff more and you'll think clearer but that's that's it's it's becoming more accepted, but a hard concept for a lot of people. Of like, what do you mean? I have to slow down and give myself more time, right. or and, and do more for me? That makes everything happen better, faster, stronger. Like, right. no way, no way. If I stop doing, everything shuts down. It's like, no. Yeah. Right. If you start stop going so hard mm-hmm. and you know change up your approach, I, I had I was forced to have to change my approach, and, yeah. I, and that's the routine. You, we yeah, were, yeah. We, we were at the gym yesterday, and and Thomas had said, you know, got to go towards what's uncomfortable. Yeah, you know? right. And it, it, that can be applied everywhere. Right. You know, shutting off the phone, like right. not putting on airplane or do not disturb, but shutting the phone off. Right. It's very uncomfortable. It's weird. It's very it's uncomfortable. uncomfortable there, right? There's uh, nomophobia is what it's called. It's really, a, it's a real diagnosis. Nomophobia. It's, nomophobia is like, like no I, more phone. I, it, yeah, <laughs> no I'm not. Phone. No, no phone I'm not going to get to my phone. You know, right. where like you literally have an anxiety that your battery's dying or that your phone is dead. Okay, because right. you're like, how am I going to connect? But like truly doing that and just do go on a 15 minute walk around your like right. your walk your dog without your phone. Do yep. it. Yep. Do it. You know, write been, down what ideas come to mind. You'll be shocked. I've been uh, I've been uh, reminding myself of that sometimes when walking the dog, and I I start to open up the you know the text I'm away from my desk, and I'm like no no no, and like I've been looking outside, mm-hmm. and like God, it's beautiful. Yeah, outside. I've just at, been enjoying. Look like, at the show around. that the clouds are yeah. putting on. Yeah, you know right. What I mean, listen to the yeah. trees. Like listen to the dogs. Like yeah. you know, there's there's um, a recent meditation practice I did where it wasn't necessarily focusing on the breath, but focusing on the sounds. Right. Focusing on all the sounds mm-hmm. that you hear. You know, so like the morning is, is preferably my favorite time to do that. You go yeah. outside. I mean, you hear the bugs, you hear the birds, you hear, you know, the, the cars, you hear, it, you just hear yes. things that otherwise you don't pay attention yes. to. And and it's a certain uh, type of mindfulness, you know, yes. to, to, to do that. And it's for me it's rewarding it is like i i kind of just smirk and smile i'm like <laughs> my god yeah. that's okay. exactly what he does physically too he <laughs> <and> smiles for <laughs> sure well yeah. you know i i do like that uh the time we're living in now does blend the business mantra with the you know the spiritual get present mantra i think beforehand they were so split differently that's mm-hmm. like this is the only way to be successful right this is the only way to be healthy right. which is so ironic i'm sorry isn't it no 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 uh, but it's just so ironic that you think that uh you should be you know for me if when i finally shut it off i yeah. get way better ideas yeah and I, my, my, exactly. my meeting list ideas just flow up right but when i'm working none of that stuff comes nope. up ever the working is for the executing part. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that. That is not easy because I love like. And it has to be batched. Yes. And it has be, to be batched. Or you'd be yes. doing sporadically. So it, I'm glad you bring that up. It's true. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, what flipped it for me was um, when I saw a statistic about three years ago 
it said something like 80 some percent of all all successful people meditate and they right, were including, yeah. and they were including the who's who uh-huh. of of business people that I'm totally. like yeah there's something going on right <laughs> you know what I mean like that's yep. where I was like all right I if that person if Beyonce, like, right. what's, 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 the, what's the funny quote of, like, if Beyonce has, everybody has 24 hours, look at Beyonce, whatever it is. Now, <laughs> don't even get me Beyonce. started because there's a whole, like, you know, you got people who, like, well, yeah, you got a whole supporting cast of people who, dra- <laughs> who dress you. you know? but, but, but the idea there is, though, it's that still a if team you, you got to it, build. It's still a team you got to build. She did the work. You know, anybody that does the work, like, it takes something. So to hear that all these successful people were, um, you know, meditating, it was something to think about. The other one about the books, too. Millionaires, yeah. I guess it was millionaires. Uh, a percentage of millionaires that read a book every year versus the people that aren't millionaires right. versus that don't read at all. Right, like that was a big one CEO for me too. Reads fifty books a year or something like that. Yeah, which yeah. is arguably like yeah. kind of silly, right? I mean, like you know, that's one a week. Year. <laughs> How yeah. are you? Are You're you really crazy. retaining that? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And then I see things like you know Ben Greenfield, who's like reads a book a week or whatever, and I'm yeah. like, no, dude, you're using apps like Blinkist to right. like, get through the cliff notes of the <laughs> totally. book. That's not reading the damn book. But that's actually right. that's misleading. Well, and then there's also, um, and then I also wonder about the statistic of because you know with audiobooks is that counting as reading if you just like just listen to all eight hours and like you basically just basically did an hour a day on for one, one week you know which i think which, which, hey, which I could think count there's, there's, there's a benefit could count. to it there yeah. sure. could count for sure yeah. is know? it though reading a book i don't know i don't know i, know. I don't know no i, I don't I think the following the finger the I'm, physical aspect yes. all those yes. different things are yes. what help retain it yes and i also read the book and listen to the audible at the mm-hmm. same time and i could tell you that i retain it much better so yeah, yes. that, but Audible yeah. by itself, not so much. Right, right. I've noticed that, especially um, ones that ask you to do certain activities. I just remember uh, Like pieces. Atomic Habits, when I was reading that, um, uh, when I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'll, I'll have to come back to that. But I want to, I'm so in tune, I want to listen to the rest. Yep. Then I got to stop it. Yep. Whereas when you're reading, you're like, oh, let me, because I'm, if I'm reading, I'm probably right. already taking notes in the book and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's a, here's a question for you guys. What would you recommend for... People who either they're wanting to start a partnership in business together, or okay, well, let's. Well, there's two. There's going to be two people since you represented two different phases. The ones that are thinking about um, starting a partnership, what would you recommend? The kind of conversation they should have up front, or any kind of activity they should do up front um, to assess doing a partnership together. And then the follow up will be, and I'll remind the follow up after yeah. we go through the first. The follow up will basically be the ones that they're at a pivotal point and they need to make some changes. What would be a great approach for them making those changes now? So, and they're probably very similar in a lot of ways. But for the ones that are just starting off and think about doing a partnership, what do you each recommend? Make sure you know your mission first. Yeah, and We're make a- sure that person's riding along with you in that same mission. Yeah, first. Yeah, align your mission. Yeah, for sure. We, we Thomas, we uh, we like to say we're. A- um, more mission with the company or the company with the mission. Right. Now, okay, and so if you were to go back and the things you didn't get to do when you first started together, what would you recommend to people? Like, you know, like, would it be like, hey, um, I, I, what, I, do you, what do you want? Like, what do you, you know, I would what's really, your role? What do you like to do? I would really encourage understanding roles, expectations on the table. Right. Understanding that you're going to fail at some of these expectations yes. and, and that together you can work through this because I'll tell you, dude, I'll tell you this right now, man, this is the longest relationship I've ever had. There you go. Yeah. Love relationship, business relationship, friendship. Yeah. All of it. Like it's the longest relationship I've had and it's paid dividends and it's carried over into other relationships. So understand that that relationship that you're going to go into with that business partner or with that friend per se, you know, because we were friends before 
business partners, if you will. And th that, that relationship is going to affect you possibly the rest of your life, mm. you know, it, wh whether you guys are still in business or not, but it, I'm saying it could, because if things go South, then quite frankly, this could affect me the rest of my life. You know, and, and it's I know there's many things that we could say on that, you know, like not allowing it to affect you, but understand that you are getting into a relationship, you know, um, it, it, and that uh, it's, it can be intimidating sometimes, you know, and the reason I say that is take initiative to learn what comes with a relationship which are the things that we just spoke about, love languages, apology languages, you know, emotional intelligence, challenging each other, questioning each other, asking each other the right questions, wrong questions, arguing, all of it, man. All of it is accompanied by a relationship. Think of one relationship that you've had, whether it be your girlfriend, your parents, that shit's going to happen in a business relationship. Right. It's going to happen. And a book you would recommend that they that they check out? Oh, man. Um, Powerful by Patty McCord was a really good book. Um or EQ 2.0. Perfect. <laughs> EQ 2.0. It's an easy read, guys. And that's what kickstarted me personally. Did you recommend that from Talent Smart? Or did I end up coming across that? Oh, man. I think mm. I came across that one. Regardless, EQ 2.0, it's a fairly easy read, man. And uh, it, 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 it really kickstarted me personally. One more book. Uh, actually, I just got this Perfect. from my girlfriend. Um, uh, how to uh, win friends and influence, influence others yeah. god it's Everybody. such a great fucking book guys right it and, and there's so still simple. tactics that i still use today you know it's just very true going through starbucks line and you know calling her by her name yeah. you know what i mean it's oh just yeah how to make human connection and how yeah. to connect with others and how to make other people feel safe you know within the conversations and, and things of that nature that's so true thomas what would it's, be your your advice to it, the the start the 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 two people coming together to potentially uh, have a partnership. So it sounded like you had two questions in the beginning. Well, you did three yeah. questions. I'd say more two. And the one was what would we change? Right. And so this sounds mm -hmm. counterintuitive, but I would say absolutely nothing. Right. Cause they forced you to the experience along right. with reading. If I would have read this book or whatever book we're going to tell you or read or whatever, without the experience and the emotion right. Right. and all of that, it means nothing. It wouldn't have forced you to change. It wouldn't do anything. Right. I wouldn't care to know any different. Right. So I know it's contrary to what you're looking no, for on that. No, but I actually think that that's very helpful too because you don't know what you don't know and what you don't know teaches exactly. you to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you <laughs> don't, and you don't know any... That book can tell you whatever it wants, but your brain is not going to react the way you want until it to. Until it's in that situation. Until and, it's experienced. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's also very true. It's true. Um, but... If there was two people coming, like I said, the mission, the very first thing I'd have to, before I even, I didn't, we, we'd have to make sure we're aligned in the same route um, to the finish, if there is a finish. But what right. is that? What is that, ex that, what's that vision look yeah. like? That's, to me, it's excruciatingly important because I think, I, I'm so analytical. I think forward so far right. um, with that, that I have to see that we're going to be holding hands at the end, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, and then i'll hold your hand buddy yeah <laughs> hey, i'm the same way we've it's been what, the loony bin together you know, it, 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 it's funny to talk like to talk that level of strategy by the way with most people because if i say anything out loud a lot of times people just look at look at you like you know right. like because like, the 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 intricate details of like the 20 year like i can see this i can see that and then when we do this this could easily you know i'm flexible mm -hmm. but i i hear you like you you know it's possible and you want somebody on the mission that also knows it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think if I was yeah. to say something else, it'd be make sure that you've 
figured yourself out before yes. you go getting into a relationship yes. with somebody else. Because 90% of this podcast has been about trauma. Like, not about trauma, but ultimately what we feel about the other person or other counterparts is based right. off internally what's yes. wrong with us. Yes. Um, so I know it hasn't been mentioned yet, but I think uh, a nice internal psychedelic journey mm-hmm. would be fantastic or maybe even more than one. And you um, need to, to jumpstart the process. Mm-hmm. To, ma- to find yourself and, right. and make sure that when, when, you're, when you're going into something that you're going to dedicate your life to, because... I, I, I wouldn't go into something I wouldn't dedicate my right. life to. That's a number one right there. But right. if I'm going to dedicate my life, I got to make sure that person I can trust and that everything I am being seen or everything that I see from that person isn't a misconception internally. Yes. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. That would be my biggest thing because all the re- all the rest of the shit I needed, like everything else from yeah. the table of crying and saying we're about to drop this 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 company and split what we were doing, I, you know, all that stuff. Had to happen. Those emotions were needed. Period. Yeah. Had to, to happen. To, to piggyback off that, I mean, love yourself. Yeah. Learn mm-hmm. to love yourself, and and it's going to be a practice every single day that you are okay. Yeah. You are okay. You. Know, I think, don't be content. No. Being no. okay is not content. No. But know that you're okay and love yourself and like the things that do trigger you. Put the plan in place, or at least talk of a strategy you know to begin something to make it better you're right 10 percent is better doesn't have to be 100 percent better 10 percent is 10 percent yes and love yourself enough to want to also get to know yourself at all of its core <laughs> and then continue loving yourself mm-hmm. even after you've gotten to know yourself including all the shit yeah. that you actually came with or that you've conquered or that or anything in between i think i think and you by the way made a really really great point about um getting to any relationship Get to know yourself first. Mm-hmm. Most people will jump from relationship to relationship. They might even, whether it's business or personal, right? And they get out of a relationship and they like don't like the loneliness or they don't like whatever. Right. And they like, they jump right back into another relationship. I'm like, aren't you noticing any patterns? Right. You know, it's like, just take time to get to know yourself. And of course, if you love yourself, you're less hard on yourself. Yeah. Love it. I think a lot of people here like love myself. Of course I love myself. You're like, no, no, no. Like loving yourself is also very like forgiving. Go it's, spend right. some time alone. Yeah. yeah like, and learn to love yeah, yourself. You know, it's, it's like forgiving and it's, and it's a little bit less harsh of a critic on yourself. And, you know, I think I, I saw this and I brought this up on a recent podcast, but I saw this on a, um, a talk. Uh, I think it was like at Oxford or somewhere in the, in the UK. And this gentleman, uh, I think he was a famous actor. I, we just I, I don't know him from the the U.S. side, and he's saying to everybody in the crowd, he was talking about, um, you ever say your friend fuck up so bad, and do so many messed up things, and yet you support him like it's gonna be mm. okay. Here's what's gonna happen, blah 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. and he's going down the, the, all the usual things you yeah. say to a best friend. Mm-hmm. It's like you ever wonder why you don't have that conversation with yourself, and you're not even mm-hmm. making those same level <laughs> of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that that actually that triggered me in a in a good way. I was like, mm-hmm. oh fuck. You know, like I, I, when I, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, like this is probably about two years ago. And I was like, okay, so what's that process of that conversation like with yourself? Like, Hey, you're doing a good job. Like, did you show up? Did you, are you trying to do your best? Are you just one person? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you start to have a different relationship with yourself. And that's interesting because people then can't do to you what you already do to you. And they also can't like you already feel full. So mm-hmm. now you're also not looking for anybody else right. to, make, to fill and you either. And that's such a powerful feeling. Yeah, it really you is. You don't need things from the outside right. to fulfill you. It's like one right. of the, and this is cliche because right. people say it all the time, but how, 
like I learned it from the most recent experiences. How can you possibly love somebody else if you don't love yourself? It's true. It's impossible. There's yeah. no way you don't know what love is. Right. If you right. don't love yourself, how right. can you love and right. help someone else? Right. And like that was a big barrier to me because all I want to do is exponentially impact people positively. I get it. Me too. How can I do that when yeah. I'm going to impact them with the same bullshit trauma I'm holding exactly. on to? <laughs> it's like, okay. Thank you for owning that. I was, I was the same way. I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, impact the world through mass media and all this right. stuff. And it's like, but I got to live. I got to keep building on my own narrative, keep doing yeah. the work, keep loving on myself and learning what that's like. And you got to do it. doing it publicly. <laughs> Dude, I want to give you an example. And this might, uh, this is, this is good, but it was uh, Gandhi. It's a, it's a, uh, a story that I've heard about Gandhi where um, a lot of them were in, a lot of people, families were in line. Right. Uh, this little boy, he and his mom, his mom came and said, Hey, Gandhi, please make him stop eating sugar. Right. Stop doing this. And he was like, okay, come back. And she was like, what do you mean? Come back. She's like, he's a like, come back in a couple of weeks or whatever. So she comes back. And uh, two weeks later, whatever, and she's like, "Please stop, help help him stop eating sweets." And he goes, "Okay." sits him on the sits him on the on his lap and looks at him and says, "Stop eating sweets." And she and then he's like, "Okay, that's it." Next, and she's like infuriated. What, why didn't you just do this two weeks ago? And he's like, "Because if I would have told him that while I was eating the sweets myself, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have made a difference, and I couldn't have made an impact on him." And it's just like, dude. I yeah, love that. light bulb. I, I, I've always <laughs> I love loved that story. And, and anybody listening, it's because Gandhi actually stopped eating those two weeks yes, yes, before telling yes. him. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's so true. Like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm how how um, inner beautiful. warrior was he that right. he recognized? Like, shit, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Be the change you want right. to see in the world. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. going to be it, yeah. and then I'm going to give the advice. Right. And I agree with that so wholeheartedly. Like, yeah, you know, it's a and beautiful. Yeah. Story. And so we, as long as we continuously do the work, which is very empowering because the more we do it, the, the greater we get to lead by an example. Yes. Otherwise we're just telling others what to do that we haven't really done ourselves. Yep. And, and what is confidence that? is built from there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, guys, this was great. I yeah. believe it or not, we went an hour and a half deep. Nice. Awesome. You might have just taken last week's record. <laughs> they hey, were the record yeah, yeah. at an hour, 24, 25, something like that. Cool. Nice. So this um, has been fun. But where where can guy where can everybody find out about you guys? Where can they look you up online if they want to like support you, talk with you, ask you questions? Don't, don't worry, you don't have to give the you don't have to give the yeah. email. Yeah. You know. um, well, first and foremost, Bake Bros. So bakebros.com. dot uh, You can search Bake Bros on Instagram. We will pop up. We've got two pages going. Uh, me personally, manifest Mamari. So essentially, manifest love. Uh, what we're talking about right now. Uh, I know Thomas. I think you're. I don't even think you're on social. I don't have a social media. Yeah, he's not even on social. We won't give his his social media out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, you know we're we're doing our own podcast, and so we should have our first episode uploaded here within the next week or so, and you know aim to be available on on um, all platforms. All, all platforms. What what's the title of it? Know Your Dose Podcast. Boom. Yeah. And uh, what kind of stuff can we expect from the podcast? education baby yeah a lot of cannabis education um you know a good friend of mine once said it's just a conversation with a cup of coffee for the world to hear right you know so it's it's kind of like today (laughs) you know it's three of us it's it's thomas uh myself uh derek espinoza Mm. is our director of education at bake bros he's he's essentially a wizard in another lifetime um (laughs) but all three of us get together and you know we shoot the shit and we talk about cannabis education um personal development psychedelics the idea is knowing your dose doesn't necessarily mean dose of medicine it could be dose of exercise dose of sleep dose of food i like that Um, if you liked what we talked about today that's yeah. what it's going to yeah, be about. Right. I mean, little things that we do to optimize and biohack and just how things sharing that make us what, better. Yeah, sharing what make us better. Uh, so and what doesn't? Uh, hopefully, so this this will be launching. So I'm going to put the challenge on you. 
launch it because I'm telling everybody right now that's awesome. listening that uh, a uh, you need to go immediately to Spotify or to iTunes, Google, uh, iHeart, awesome. uh, Radio.com, and you need to go uh, uh, subscribe to Know Your Dose by Big Bros by Nadim Alassan, Thomas Rimbach. I'm just putting this out in Derek Espinoza. So now, Love because it. I just did that, it's, <laughs> it's called accountability globally. That's as right. all of you are listening to this, awesome. you know, you've got about mm, four or five days. So Perfect. That's why we love you, Matt. You hold <laughs> us accountable, <laughs> man. <laughs> you now have to launch it. But uh, but in, in, in uh, thank you guys for yeah. being on. This was actually uh, awesome. And as always, it's a journey driven podcast. So you know, whether three months, six months from now, we want to do another one. You guys are welcome back on at any time. And we can talk about any other, we can talk about what you've been, you know, going through with the podcast, with, you know, cool. the brand or any other brand and anything else you guys got going on. Would love to, man. Thank you cool. so much. Thank Absolutely. you for the invite, Matt. So everybody listening, um, I'm not suggesting therapy, but I am suggesting therapy as, a, as you know, in a business relationship or a personal relationship. It all really just comes down to, uh, as Thomas uh, brought up and Nadim, you know, a higher EQ, communication, knowing your love languages, uh, know your apology languages. I actually haven't heard of that apology language. Yeah. By the way. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just uh, having a, a more defined relationship with yourself. Like, look, I, hopefully you guys realize none of us have it all figured out. That's not what – and any of these podcasts that do say that or, or, or social media outlets or any of that stuff – it, it's not. If you had it all figured out, you'd be like, you're done. You're done with your time on this earth. Like a part of our mission is our constantly doing our own work and then how we show up for the rest of the world, right? So that's an ongoing process until our soul has been taken. So I, I want everybody out there to understand that like we're just practicing it and all we're doing is encouraging everybody else to practice it as well too. So um, appreciate each and every one of you guys listening. Uh, again, thank you guys for constantly tuning in each week. Uh, be sure to check out uh, bakebros.com, um, Thomas Rimbach, uh, Nadim Alassan. You can find Nadim, manifestum uh, dash uh, Amarum, underscore Amarum, Amari. Uh, just go on to my HDF or Matt Gosman and just search my followers. You'll find them there. Uh, and, um, you know, just if you guys have any other questions, just reach out to Nadim uh, through social. He'll answer all the questions. He's on it. He, I noticed he's really good with all that stuff. And I uh, appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you guys for Thomas and Adeem, for myself, Matt Gossman, for the podcast also sold separately. We are out.